The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Capatria, and you know, I'm not flying solo. I'm not riding solo. I have a co-pilot. I have a good buddy. I have somebody new to introduce to you guys. It's somebody that if you've been reading our, our daily uh, fantasy articles over here at Hoopball for a little while now, you already know, uh, but he's new to the airwaves over here for DFS today. I'm happy to have you, man. Welcome aboard. You've been crushing things behind the scenes, and I'm glad that everybody else now can experience the winning plays that you're just writing, but now they get to hear them. But uh, I'd like to welcome Sam Cantalupo. Good friend of ours, good buddy of ours over here at Hoop Ball. He's a good part of this team, strong part of this team. But, buddy, how are you doing? And welcome. I'm doing well. Thank you, Mike. I uh, appreciate the opportunity. And thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. So why don't you take a quick second? You know, we're, we got some time. We only got six games that we're going to be talking about. By the way, guys, if you haven't known, if you don't know this, um, I mean, this is if this is the first time you're hearing the date and, and knowing what today is, uh, it's Monday. It's it's a wonderful May 10th, so that's the card that we're going to be talking about. Six games on tonight's docket, but before we jump into it, man, tell the people a little bit more about you. Uh, I guess some of your experience playing in DFS, and uh, just maybe a little fun fact, something something that people might not know about you. Um, well, uh, by day, I am an actual DJ. I get the question a lot. I use the name DJ Sammy Caps on social media. Um, if you've been reading the layup line articles, you will see my handle is at DJ Sammy Caps on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I'm an actual DJ. Uh, I think that's all I got. <laughs> that's inter- that's interesting enough, you know. What and, and uh, people out there listening might might listen and, and say to themselves, "No, uh, you're actually not the first Hoopball DFS Today team member that was DJ." Uh, Bratton Eckersley, good friend of ours. Uh, he used to partake in a lot of these podcasts. He was also a DJ. So you, we just attract the DJs, man. That's what we do. We just go to <laughs> raves and that, and we pass out uh, applications and we just say, hey, who, who wants who wants to jump aboard? <laughs> no, no, man. But in all seriousness, you you provide a wealth of knowledge. I'm really looking forward to doing the show with you, getting to pick your brain a little bit, getting to bounce some things off of you, and hopefully we together the combination. We just we could just win people some money, but. We got six games to jump into. Before we jump into those, though, quick little shout out to our presenting sponsor over at my bookie. You guys already know about them. You've already heard about them if you listened, but maybe you just haven't checked them out. Maybe you thought, hey, you know, I'll put it on a back burner. Well, now's the time. Head over there. Head over to mybookie.ag. And when you sign up, it's going to have a little box. It's going to say, do you have any promo codes? You're going to say, yes, I do. It's called Hoopball. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You put that in there you will get a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So you put in $1,000, they give you $500 for free to play with. You put in $100, they'll give you $50 for free. Either way, it is free money. Head over there. MyBookie.ag for all your sports betting needs. Maybe it's late at night and you just need to recoup a little bit. Maybe you're over the top, all profits. Head to their fully-fledged casino platform, all table games, slot machines, everything you need over at MyBookie.ag, guys. All right, Sam, we got a game. We got Washington Wizards traveling to Atlanta. It's a 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. First one of the night. 
We do not have any game uh, game totals or any uh, injury. I'm sorry. We have the injury reports. No game totals. No spreads. I uh, assume that's probably going to be the case for the most of the for the rest of the season, just with all these you know late scratches, rests, injuries, everything else going on. But we'll start off here for the Hawks. DeAndre Hunter, Tony Snell, both considered questionable. Cam Reddish has been rolled out. While Denny Avdija, Bradley Beal, Thomas Bryant have been rolled out. Beal looks like he may be sitting out the rest of the regular season. They're kind of going to have to wait and see on that after he was hurt in that last one. But I'm going to pass it over to you. I mean, it just feels nice and right. Give you first crack at this Washington team. I feel like this is just a softball question with the way that Westbrook's been playing. But who are you looking at over here? Yeah. Um, first off, I want to give a big congratulations to Westbrook um, for tying Asker Robertson's career triple-double. I believe it was Friday's game. Uh, he tied that. Um, that's definitely a very big accomplishment. And I believe it's been standing since the 1961-62 season. So that's kind of a long time. Um, and I don't think we'll see it again in our in our lifetime, to be honest. I mean, it was it's it's something that I think a lot of people just take for granted. It, it, it's you hear people say, "Well, yeah, if any, if everybody played like that, they can go get a triple double." Thing is, nobody nobody can play like that. <laughs> He's a one of a kind <laughs> player. Uh, we're seeing it, it. The other guys that you see on a nightly basis, or I, I you can't even say it on a nightly basis, but uh, you know, can predictably turn out a triple double. Are, are generally, you know, your Ben Simmons or LeBron James, you know, bigger forwards who who can, you know, play down low a little longer in a game and not face those bumps and bruises. Westbrook, this is a wrecking ball, and I, I'll never, I'll never take him for granted. I was one of those guys. I took him for granted for at least a year. I was, I'll give myself at least a year of where I was getting, I was getting tired of Westbrook. But no, I'm not. I'm, I'm ready. I've been playing him every single night uh, for probably the past <laughs> two months, and I'm gonna, I'll probably continue doing it. Uh, with this Wizards team, it's hard not to. I'm looking at this slate, 11K. This until this dude's 12K, no Beal. The usage and numbers really don't change too much with Beal off the floor as opposed to Beal on the floor for Westbrook. He's still going to triple double. He's still going to have guys to dump off to those assists. A lot of his assists actually come from his big men, and he could get it done with pretty much anybody because the way he attacks the paint like a wrecking ball, he just pulls two defenders every single time, leaves that little dump off. So I'll, I'll continue to keep playing Westbrook. Lock of the night, I expect him to be 70%, 75% owned. And you just eat it. Uh, if you want to fade him based on that, sure. I, I wouldn't fault anybody for that if they wanted to look at like a Curry just based on ownership percentage. But if, if you're playing your GPP or your single entries or your cash games, I don't see how you cannot play him. But uh, outside of him, I'm, I'll look at some Hachimura at 4,900. All this Beal usage is going to have to go somewhere. They really don't have a ton of volume shooters. So looking at Hachimura, Neto, uh, Bertans, those three guys would probably be the three guys that would get the biggest bump. And I would probably just lean Hachimura out of those guys. I don't think I really need to go to too, too much more. Um, but who are you looking at? So I got Westbrook. I got some Hachimura. Don't mind the other options, but is there anybody else that stands out to you? Um, honestly, I'm just, I'm only looking at Westbrook. Um, I know he's on the expensive end. And like you just said, he's definitely worth every bit of the 11,000 that he's going for today. Um, just because like we, like we already know, Bradley Beal might not be back for the season. He's definitely not going to be back for tonight's matchup. Um, so I think it's going to be all on him and I think he can match up another triple double again. All right. We'll keep it moving. Then we'll slide over to the opposite side of the ball that Atlanta Hawks coming in here. 
Uh, we know it's just a picture-perfect matchup, a picture-perfect pace anytime anybody's going against this Washington team. Uh, we just see pretty much 120 points get put up on the board. So we don't have a game total. We don't have a spread. We imagine that this one's probably close to hovering around 235, 240. I'd probably say 240-ish, knowing Atlanta's defense is pretty porous as well. Uh, with that being said, we have to have op- uh, interest on, on options on both sides of this ball. I mean, Trey Young coming in at 9,300. He's always in play. He put up 54 DK points in this matchup earlier in the year. He's going to get used a lot. He should continue to have just that Bulls workload. 9300 it's a fair price tag. We're going to have some other options that we talk about. You know, I prefer to just attack this Washington team with, in the front court, just knowing how weak they've been continuously time and time again. Clint Capella feels like a great option to do so. He's been on a down, uh, down games the past few. Price tag's dipped. Down to 8,400, where at one point this guy was touching on 9K. I think it was 9,200 at one point. And that was at the end of April. So with the price decrease, we can start to look at him. I think this is a great matchup. There's going to be a few centers in that price range I like, but he's definitely one of them. So I'll be definitely looking at some Capella. I like Kevin Werder in this matchup at 4,900. He's been getting a little bit of more of a second-hand, secondary ball handling usage. So he's there as an option as well. But probably the only two guys I'm really looking at, and I wouldn't mind Trey Young, but he's not a primary play of mine. Just yet, but depending on how my uh, my builds work, that might change. Uh, who are you looking at over here on the Atlanta Hawks team? And is there anybody else I think that uh, maybe that I missed that you're kind of that's standing out to you? Um, well, I'm definitely also looking at Capella. Uh, just like you said, I he is a little pricey. He has had downward games, um, but he's still going to be in there for 30 plus minutes. Uh, so I think he could definitely turn the ship. And get back to where he should be playing. Um, I am also looking at John Collins. Um, he, sorry, I had him pulled up here. Give me one second. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, um, I, I, well, I, I got you right here. I could fill it real quick, too, while you're pulling it up. Um, just let me know whenever you're ready. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> when I look at Collins, I mean, I, it's a, the price tag, another guy, just like Capella. It's going down. Basically, a few bad games, a few games where blowouts happen, minutes were down, but he's got every opportunity to easily crutch this, easily pay this off. Yes, I agree. Um, like you said, he's having a couple of downward games. Um, he had about 26.5 DraftKing points against Portland, 15.5 uh, against Phoenix, and now we see on May 6th against Indiana, he had 37. 38 uh, DraftKing points. Um, so I think he could definitely fill in well, and he's back on the rise. And his price tag is at 64, so it's a little lower than what we've seen. Um, and one last guy I'm also looking at is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, he is currently priced at 7000 so he is a little pricier. Um, but I think he could definitely give you some some uh man mike what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> no that's okay uh he's got the upside and it's the upside's always there with bogdanovich uh he's he's going to continue to probably be the the second go-to guy when it comes to shot attempts on this team he's been taking more volume shot attempts than guys like collins even so mm-hmm. he's going to have that role and when you talk about the just the string of games that he's played over the past three games he's paid off that 7k price tag uh, basically a floor over the past three of 35, ceiling of 40. So he's in there. He's, he's comfortably hovering around there. So I honestly, like I said, everybody in this game is in play. 
the combination of Hawks guys, I expect at least three of these guys to probably pay off their price tag significantly. Which three? It, you know, it's it's up to you. It's going to come down to construction for me. You know, if I'm playing a different center, like I said, there's going to be a few around that Capella price tag. And if I want to get one of those, maybe I maybe I look to Bogdanovich. Maybe I look to Collins or Trey Young. But I'm definitely going to want some Hawks exposure, and I think that's the bottom line. But uh, we'll move we'll move on. We'll keep it chucking to the next game, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Indiana Pacers traveling to Cleveland, taking on the Cavaliers here. So. Again, no game total, no spread. Cavs on the second half of a back-to-back. Got uh, got handled tonight, let's just say, pretty seamlessly. But for this Pacers team, they've been dealing with some injuries. Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, both questionable. Shakar Sampson, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, all ruled out. I'll pass it over to you. I'll let you get first crack at this Pacers team. Who stands out to you in this matchup facing this Cleveland team on the second half of a back-to-back? Um, well, obviously, we could say Sabanis or Karis LeVert, um, but we can't realistically have every $10,000, $9,000 player. Um, so I am looking at TJ McConnell. Uh, I, I'm really looking at Malcolm Brogdon's status as well. Um, I think if Brogdon sits again for tonight's game, I think McConnell could fill in very well. Uh, he had... 35 and a half DraftKings points against Atlanta. And then their last game against Washington, he had 20 fantasy points on DraftKings. Um, but I think he could definitely fill in. He he will get higher 20s, uh, higher to mid-20s in minutes. And I think he could take advantage if uh, Brogdon definitely sits in this one. Yeah, and that's I think that's what it comes down to, to uh, for me as well, is just Brogdon's health. If Brogdon plays, A, we're not playing him at 8,900. I think that's just too much. But that completely takes Levert out of play for me. It's just Levert's basically playing that pseudo point guard right now. And without that, the, the usage just gets down to a point where he's not worth 9K, in my opinion. I don't, I don't think I'll play Levert either way, personally. Uh, but that would, you know, obviously if Brogdon plays, that takes McConnell out of play for me. 5,700 for him. That would be too expensive. But at 5,700 with no Brogdon, if McConnell's going to play significant minutes, handle the ball have the opportunity for the steals and blocks, uh, or I mean steal, I'm sorry, steals and assists, uh, then absolutely. The minutes have been down over the past three games. Again, doesn't mean anything. He's a dude that's just lightning in a bottle, and he's a great point per minute producer. So I don't see myself necessarily falling to too, too much in here. I feel like i just been hitting Sabonis too well. I got him in both those games and those Washington games where it, it, it was just fantastic points, 70-plus DK point performances. A little bit of a different matchup here going against Cleveland. So I, he's in play for me. I still prefer Westbrook, and I think there's somebody else I'd rather play that we'll get to pretty shortly, but we'll uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> this game is more meaningful than, than some of the others. Uh, on the Cleveland side of the ball, there is a play on here that I absolutely do like and I love. Uh, it's going to be one of my favorite plays of the night, and that's going to be Colin Sexton, 8,300. I'm going to be all over Sexton. Uh, it's just this dude's just been an absolute beast. He's got some flack with the media saying his teammates have been getting upset based on his shot selection and uh, his usage and all those things. But that's not going to stop this dude from just being the usage monster that he is. Price decrease over the past few games. We're talking about a guy that was at one point priced upwards uh, almost 9K. Talking about down at 8,300 in a matchup like this, if there's no Brogdon, we've just been seeing team after team torch this Indiana team. 
Uh, the Pacers have just been bleeding points ever since Miles Turner's got hurt. And when we talk about some of uh, you know some of the opposing teams and their po- points totals against them, uh, three out of the past four games, teams have scored at least 126 against them. And one of those, it was up to 154. Point guards have ravaged them. So I think Sexton is in, the, in a good spot to take advantage of the opportunity. In an 8,300, that price tag might just be high enough where it steers some people off of them. But definitely going to be my top play on this side of the ball. Probably one of the only guys I will be looking at on this side of the ball. I think we might be able to take advantage of a little bit more value if we see some of these guards sit out again. Uh, I believe we saw City uh, Osman, Garland, if both those guys sit one more time. We'll probably see Dotson and Cabbage Jelly play a few more minutes, but that's uh, that's probably it for me, man. It might just be Sexton. How about yourself? Yeah, I agree. Um, I kind of went a little deeper. I I want to take a chance on Jared Allen, to be honest. Um, I know he's had a couple down games, but we've seen that he can definitely handle the load and he's he's a player that could put up points and definitely help us win some money on the DFS, DFS side. Um, I, I don't fault you on Jared Allen, but he's always uh, he's always been like that that mysterious guy where it's like if he just gets if we do he was playing 35, 38 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's another point per minute machine. Yes, definitely. I agree. And his salary is even down for tonight's game at 6,800 to where it was low to mid 7,000s. Um, so I think if he could put together a nice game, he could definitely help us out tonight. All right. Well, uh, besides Jared Allen, do you have anybody else over here on the Cleveland side? Or are you ready to move on to the 8 o'clock game? Um, I do have one more guy. I I want to take a look at Dean Wade. Um, I know there's there'd be a lot for him to have value. But I think if Osmond definitely sits... And I believe Love will be sitting as well. I think he could be definitely a value-type player. Um, he's playing 30 minutes right now. So I think if he has those two guys that are, I don't want to say out of his way, um, but if, if he has those two guys that he doesn't have to share minutes with, I think he could definitely come out and provide some value for his $3,400 price tag. I like that call. I do. Started uh, tonight, I believe, too. So, great call. All right, my good friend. We'll keep it moving then. New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Memphis. Going against the Grizzlies. No injury report for the Pelicans. Not at the moment, at least. They are on the second half of back-to-back. We got to see the ball versus ball matchup tonight. Pretty fun. Uh, But for the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen, Sean McDermott, both of them ruled out. Everybody else should be good to go. Uh, the Pelicans injuries that we do know about, or we should still know about, Zion, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, uh, all look to be out for the foreseeable future. Would imagine that Steven Adams is lumped right in there as well. So uh, pretty much can expect to see these guys just continue to sit for the remainder of the season. But I'll pass it over to you. We'll talk about this Pelicans team. Who are we looking at? Um, I'm definitely looking at Jackson Hayes. I mean, he just had a monster game, in my opinion, tonight. Uh, He had 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6 blocks, and he played 26 minutes. Um, I definitely think with Zion sitting again, uh, he could take advantage of the Grizzlies defense and have at least a similar stat line that he had tonight. And that's the thing. It's not like it's been 30-plus for Hernan Gomez. I mean, they're pretty much – it's something – and I was – you know, I'm going to say lucky – 
Uh, I did not expect this sort of stat line from Jackson Hayes. I actually had some Jackson Hayes tonight simply because I looked at it and I said, well, they're chopping the minutes in half between Hernan Gomez and Hayes. And uh, Hayes is what, 2K cheaper? Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, yeah. They both have pretty similar point per minute profiles. Hayes is slightly worse than Hernan Gomez, but not much. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's value to be had. And the same thing goes in tonight. Hayes coming in about $1,200 cheaper tonight. A little bit more expensive than he was the, the night before, but... Still some value to be had, and right there with uh, with James Johnson as well. But what about the backcourt between Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe? Bledsoe coming off of his best game of the season. Finally taking advantage of some of these usage. He put up a nice 20-10 and 10 type game. So uh, do you see yourself having any shares of either one of these guards? And if so, which guy kind of stands out more to you? Um, I would definitely take shares of both of them. I think I would go more Bledsoe than Ball. Uh, just because he's at 5,900 to, compared to Ball's 8,000. Um, and especially with the minutes that Bledsoe has been getting, 40-plus minutes, um, 33 DraftKings points, I think he could definitely give you some upside um, for a cheaper price tag than having to pay Lanzo's 8,000. I think he probably draws the uh, John Morant defense, too. He might. Uh, we got to see what they do with Dylan Brooks. They might opt to put Dylan Brooks more with Lonzo Ball based on size, but probably have to wait and see on that. I, I definitely think they're both absolutely in play. I'm probably with you, though. I think I prefer Bledsoe over him just simply because I don't mind Lonzo, but I'd probably just pay the $300 more for Sexton. So I just don't see myself, if I'm right around that price tag or right around that price range, falling on him as much. I think I'll have more Sexton. But uh, on the other side of the ball, John Morant, $8,300, the exact same price as Sexton. And he himself has been just absolutely balling out. Now, I do prefer Sexton over John Morant. I still think John Morant's very, very, very much in play. But let me take get your take and your opinion on this. Uh, I guess out of the three between the three guards we just talked about, John Morant, Lonzo Ball, and Colin Sexton, uh, can you rank those three for me? Ooh, that's definitely a tough one. Um, I would think I'd have to go Sexton, uh, Ja, and then probably Ball, in my opinion. Um, All right. Kind of like, kind of like what you said. I think Sexton could definitely give us some value. I mean, especially with D- uh, Darius Garland um, out with an injury, Sexton's going to get more usage and continue to show us what he can do. Okay. What about on uh, this this Grizzlies team? We, you know, Joe Val. Uh, we we got the big game. If we listened and you guys listened, that was the play of the day for me. And I hate to toot my own horn, but you know Joe Val going back to Toronto. Uh, technically not really, I guess, going back to Toronto, but uh, just beasting it. It's something that you know, he's got friends, he's got family on the coaching staff. It feels like him. And he was joking around with a lot of these guys. Felt good to see it. Uh, he's now can we go back to the well? Eighty two hundred, only a three hundred dollar price range, coming off of two back to back. 15-plus board performances going against a team with a weak center. Yeah, I think we can, honestly. Um, Valanchunas, he's been showing us what he's got and what he's had all along, uh, and especially these last two games. And I think against the Pelicans, I think he could keep it rolling and uh, keep the minutes high and keep the DraftKings points high and keep us winning some money. Uh, that's the goal. That's the goal. But I, I don't mind him. 
I think this is the one thing that worries me, I guess, in this performance or in this game is that he doesn't get to his whole minutes workload that he would need. And that's the thing about Joe Val. If you know he's going to play 36-plus minutes, you're happy with that. You'll, you'll take it. Sign me up. This seems like a game where they can get away with going small. We might see a little bit more Darren Jackson Jr. at center. We might see a little bit more of uh, um, names slip in my mind, of course, now Brandon Clark uh, playing some center. Even Tillman's back in this one. So it, it may be a game where we only see 26 to 28, and Joe Val could easily get us 40 to 45 in there. But when you're paying the 8,200, you want that 50-plus upside. So I, I'll probably back off of him a little bit in this matchup. I don't think he's a terrible play. Very similar to John Morant. I just think that when I'm talking to around guys in that price range, there's a few other ones I like a little bit more. Outside of those guys, you know, looking to try to take advantage of whatever guard we think is going to play minutes for Grayson Allen. Your guess is as good as mine because I don't even think the Grizzlies know. Uh, they have no game plan when they come in here. They kind of just say, you know, a hot hand approach. Desmond Bain has been shooting well, lights out from three-point line pretty much all season long. He's probably the guy that deserves it just based on spacing. But then you have DeAnthony Melton, who's been the, one of the best guards on this team flat out in general all season long. So both these guys are in play. I'll usually just play Melton uh, based on upside. You know, I'll play a little bit more. I uh, guess I'll play a little bit more Bane based on position eligibility. I can get him in that small forward, but that's probably it. They're not guys that are standing out to me too, too much, but they're definitely in play. Do you have anything else? Or are you ready to move on to the next one? No, I agree. I think I'm I'm ready to go. All right. Milwaukee Bucks traveling to San Antonio, taking on the Spurs. For the Bucks, nothing. For the Spurs, Trey Lyles, Derek White, both ruled out. Now, I did say that there was no injuries for the Bucks, but they're definitely a team that we're going to have to monitor going forward. Not really playing for too much anymore at this point. Season winding down. Wouldn't shock me if we start to see a couple of these guys get a little bit of a rest. But as of now, we're going to have to talk about them like they're in this game. So, And they could very well be. But I'll pass it over to you. Looking at this Bucks team on the road, traveling to San Antonio, who stands out to you? Um, well, obviously, we have to take a look at Giannis. I mean, he's just having a, an amazing season like he did last year. He's pretty much repeating it and I think kind of making up for the shorter season. Um so definitely, even though he's at 10-8, I, I think he he's going to have a Giannis game, and we can really rely on the numbers that he'll give us. Um, I'm also looking at Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, he's going to be at 5,200 on DraftKings, um, and I think he will definitely have some value for us here. Uh, the last three games, he's been at 32 draft point game or 32 draft points and uh, draft king points, excuse me. And his last game against Houston, he was at 37. Um, his minutes are going up and I definitely think he'll, he'll take advantage of the opportunity that Milwaukee's given him. All right, my good friend. I, um, I, I think that, you know, looking at these guys, Giannis is, he's always in play. Uh, what kind of, I guess it's going to come down to game script. Whether or not you think you're going to get four quarters out of this. If you think you get four quarters out of this game, then absolutely. Giannis is in play, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we're talking about some of the other high-priced guys on the slate. Well, you know, in my opinion, there's only two guys that you could feel really, really comfortable about playing where you're not necessarily concerned about a blowout factor or uh, just an overall tough defense. And they are in the early ones, and then we have Steph Curry. 
uh, going in later. You know, you're worried about anybody in that Portland game, and you're probably worried about some of the guys on this Milwaukee team. But, you know, you got to risk it for the biscuit. And in GPP, sometimes, you know, looking at this ownership and taking advantage of it might be the way to go. I don't think I'll play Middleton or Holiday. Both those guys floating in that mid-eight range. Talked about several guys in that range. I just like a little bit more. Matchup scares me a little bit. I do not mind looking at some Bobby Portis though at 5K. I do like Bobby Portis in this matchup. Game gets out of hand. He'll probably play a few more minutes towards the end of it as well. So I do like some Bobby Portis. And then, yeah, probably just Giannis outside of that. So it'd be just Giannis and Bobby Portis for me. Uh, on the Spurs side of the ball, though, uh, there's definitely some things that we could definitely you know like and take advantage of over here. Uh, these guys aren't packing in yet. They're kind of playing for that play-in seating. So the Spurs do have something to play for at this point. The way that we want to normally attack this team is by looking at from the three-point land, and nobody generally you know, just stands out as one of those guys for the Spurs. It's actually quite the opposite when you look at guys like DeMar DeRozan uh, and DeJounte Murray. Uh, I don't think I'll play either one of these guys. You know, I just don't see it in this matchup. It's not the one I'm looking for. If anything, I'd look at Bianca Pirtle at 5,200. When this dude gets big minutes, he's just going to turn out like a 40 DK point game. And uh, I expect him to play a full workload in this one. He only played 25 minutes in the last one earlier in the season, but they need to win as many games. If this game stays close, as long as it's not over midway through the third quarter, he's probably looking at 30-plus. So I don't mind some Pirtle at 5,200. I think he's a nice little salary saver at the center position. But I'll pass it over to you. I'll let you talk about some Spurs guys you're looking at. Uh, no, I definitely agree. I was I was going to say uh, definitely keep an eye on Jakob Pirtle. I mean, I was I was watching him when he had four or five blocks a game, and that was just crazy to me. He just did it consistently, and I think he's definitely a good value, and I would I would definitely try to play him uh, at 5,200 and spend some money elsewhere. All right. Well, that, that brings us on to the, the 10 p.m. games now, so the, the late slate, the late game hammers. If you are doing that late game only slate, this is the point you're going to want to fast forward to, so... We will not timestamp that. I apologize. Uh, Utah Jazz traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors. Game has some competitive fixings involved in there somewhere. Uh, Damian Lee, Kelly Oubre Jr., Eric Paschal, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, all ruled out. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Juwan Morgan, all ruled out. I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you talk about this Jazz team for me? Um. Well, with Mike Conley out. Donovan Mitchell out. I'm definitely looking at my guy, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he was carrying the load, even with Mike Connolly in there. And his last two games, he's had 45 drafting points. And like, the last game against Houston, he had 33. And I think he could definitely keep it rolling, even though they're going up against a hot Golden State Warriors team. Um, I think the team's going to be on his back, on Rudy Gobert's back. And I think he could... He could show us some. He could show us what he could do and give us some good numbers for his seventy-seven hundred dollar price tag. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. That's what, exactly what we need. Uh, you know, we're paying for it at seventy-seven hundred. It's it's an expensive price tag for Jordan Clarkson, but the usage that he's been seeing with these guys off the floor, it's, it's what he should be. Uh, so I don't mind it one bit. It's a great matchup for him, like you said. You, he's got all the fixings to get there. Uh, I like Joe Ingles, too. I think he's he's a guy that I'll be looking at as well. I think I prefer Joe Ingles ever so slightly, uh, based on a point-per-dollar uh, you know, base, though, I guess. Not, not raw points. I still think Clarkson outscores him. 
But for the discount of 1400 I think I'll probably take some Joe Ingles. I think both those guys very, very much in play. Rudy Gobert coming in at 8500 I don't mind him in this matchup. He's probably going to absolutely smash it out of the park. He has this season twice already in two games. He's averaging 55 DK points. Is he the guy I fall on? Probably not. Um, again, there's no one that's really going to be able to stop him. He should just be able to have his way. The one thing is that I like to, you know, I always talk about when you're facing the Warriors is with the three-point shooting, with Steph Curry taking about 15 three-pointers a game, leads to longer rebounds. That means the rebound's happening a little bit further away from the basket. That can sometimes impact these centers ever so slightly. But everything else will be in Gobert's favor. And I'm not going to talk you off of him. I just don't think I'm going to be playing too, too much of him. On the other side of the ball, coming in here, Steph Curry, 10-5, one of the studs on the slate that we have to talk about. Two games a season, 31.2 minutes. He's averaging 50 DK points against this team. It's just as simple. This team stays in this game. It's going to be on the back of this dude. Uh, I don't mind looking at him one one bit. He said it himself, though. Um, I think it was before the game. He did notice that uh, the scoring title between him and Bradley Beal, and that's why he wanted to go out there and score 49. Bradley Beal is no longer, no longer playing probably for the rest of the season. So Steph might need to churn out one more big game or two to lock in that scoring title. But, uh, yeah, it, the, the, his performance over the past week, it's hard to ignore. So, again, I still prefer Westbrook. I think it gets a little dicey when you start talking Sabonis and Curry. I probably do prefer Curry just ever so slightly, but if you wanted to play Sabonis just based on, I guess, the security of the matchup, I wouldn't fault you there. And that's probably it for me over here. The only other guy I'd probably really consider would be a guy like Kent Bazemore, 5,200, just a guy that could pour it on with steals and random rebounds and a bunch of different crazy stats to fill a box score. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I agree. There's really not much, in my opinion, on the Warrior side other than the obvious, the obvious of Curry. Um, and I know some people might look at Draymond and maybe try to fill him in there, but I think he's he's too high at the 7600, and he's just he's just been up and down this whole season. So I personally wouldn't even take a chance on putting Draymond in my lineup. Yeah, it's just it's got to be if you're paying seventy six for Draymond, it it really needs to be the right matchup. And to me, this is not it. It's not it. Mm-hmm. It's just not the one that you want to pick on. If it's uh you know OKC, if it's Washington, if it's you know even maybe even Portland, one of those matchups where he can take advantage. Uh, sure, I'm with it. I think I actually uh, I had him in my big in my GPP win on Monday. I think it was triple doubles. Yeah, gotta love guys that can triple double, but. <laughs> uh, we'll there you move go. on. I, I digress. Yeah, uh, but not in this slate. We don't like guys that triple double named Jeremiah Green on this slate. Other guys we do. <laughs> uh, Houston Rockets final game of the night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, traveling to Portland, taking on the Blazers. Buckle up for the Rockets injury report. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got to get a deep breath for this. Avery Bradley, Sterling Brown, Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, David Nwaba, Kevin Porter Jr., John Wall. DJ Wilson, all ruled out. Kelly Olynyk and Christian Wood are both questionable. A lot of guys, a lot of guys. On the Blazers side, Carmelo Anthony's questionable. Zach Collins ruled out. Looking at this Houston team, uh, uh, Christian Wood has missed the past two games. They originally said he's going to miss at least two games. He's now sliding up here on questionable. It would be a shocker to me if this guy actually plays. If he sits... Fire up Kelly Olenek again if he plays. Uh, if there's a chance Kelly Olenek sits. 
both guys said. You could look at Tate. I would probably go right back to the uh, right back to the well with guys like Kevin Martin Jr. Though uh, Anthony Lamb will probably get some run, but don't forget about Daniel House Jr. This team is an absolute mess. Uh, we have some value. There's value opportunity. For me, I just want to take the the secure value uh, because we're starting to see not I wouldn't say guys get healthy, but we're starting to see you know if Augustine Lamb House Jr. Jeff. A lot of these guys that were forced to play in a seven or eight man rotation, they're still going to play. But instead of playing, you know, 30 minutes because they have no nobody else to play, they might play 25. And now you're talking about paying, you know, 4,800 for Amani Brooks or 6,200 for Kevin Martin Jr. And if Christian Wood and Kelly Olynyk are playing and Tate's playing, then we're probably not willing to pay 6,200 for Kevin Martin Jr. So a lot of this, you know, it's the last game of the night. This is all news that we'll probably have before lineups block. Houston's been pretty good with releasing that stuff on the year. But we're going to have to monitor. And simply, it's just going to be where the usage goes. I'd love Kelly Olenek if, if there's no wood. Um, I wouldn't mind looking at you know Armani Brooks if we see that he's, if, you know, he's the only guard left. If DJ Augustine sits out this one, I'd look at him there. He's probably still in play even if Augustine plays, just because he's pretty much the only other guard outside of Augustine. But those guys, uh, those two guys and Kevin Martin Jr. would probably be my three top options. And then, uh, you know, even even a guy like Kira, uh, Kira Thomas, he played 34 minutes in that last one, took 21 shot attempts. He's available, uh, and he's probably going to be rock-solid value. He's probably going to be one of the only options that they have at the shooting guard position outside of Jeffrey. So take your pick, man. It, it, they're all value plays. They're all good plays. It's just hard to kind of lay your stamp of approval on uh, on any one guy just now without kind of knowing how this injury news falls. But I'll pass it over to you. I kind of just threw a bunch of rambling mouthfuls out there. Maybe you can kind of, uh, you know, organize the thoughts I tried to get out and do a better job of it. No, I I definitely agree, Mike. I mean, if Chris, Kristen Wood sits uh, and Kelly, Kelly Olenek plays, um, I definitely think Olenek is someone to look at. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a lock just because he has a higher price tag, and I think there's some other guys around his price tag that might have a little more value, um, even though Olenek has just been on fire uh, as of late. But if Olenek does sit, I think I'm going to have to go with Martin Jr. Um, Just because we've seen what he could do when Olenek isn't on the floor. And I definitely think, even though he's a little more expensive at 6,200, he's been producing, and I think he could definitely help us out tonight. All right, my friend. We'll slide over to the other side of the ball then. For this Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers coming in now. Uh, they're in the same kind of run with the Lakers, the Spurs, the Mavericks, a lot of these other teams in the Western Conference with the playing game and seeding and a lot of things coming down to the wire. So this is a game that they should win pretty pretty easily handily. I, I don't expect it to be a tough matchup for them, but I still don't expect them to necessarily take it as a cakewalk. Now, Damian Lillard coming in at 97. I don't see myself landing on Dame too much. I just think I'll have more staff. I'll have Westbrook. I'll have some of these other high-priced guys. Just don't trust the matchup. If I'm looking anywhere, it'd probably be in the front court. And it's not in Nurkic. I think Canner coming in here at 4,400 is a really good opportunity to pay off that price tag. If this game gets out of hand. You know, I don't, I don't imagine Nurkic playing more than 25 minutes. Canner even sees 20 to 24 of those in this matchup against team, this team that pretty much doesn't have a center as it is. He should just be able to eat. So 4,400, I don't mind looking at him. If Carmelo Anthony gets ruled out, I don't mind looking at a guy like uh, Anthony Simons. 3,400, he'd pretty much be the go-to bench usage guy. 
especially if this game gets out of hand. He has another path of an avenue for minutes and playing time and usage as well. He's not a high point per minute guy by any way, shape, or form. But at 3,400, someone's going to have to take Carmelo Anthony's shot attempts off the bench. And these two guys combined basically have been going for close to 15 shot attempts per game. That's probably it. I'm really just going to go to more of the value plays on this side. I wouldn't argue with you if you wanted to go with Lillard, McCollum, uh, or Covington. Sure. Don't mind it. I'll argue with you about Nurkic. Uh, but that's it. Uh, I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you take us home with your Blazers breakdown? Honestly, there's not much more I want to add. I mean, I definitely don't want to argue with you over Nurkic. <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I can see some value in him. I for seventy three hundred, I don't think there's enough value in Nurkic. Um so I think I wouldn't get cute with this. I would try to get Lillard in there or even McCollum. Um if we could if we could do that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Nurkic's I love Nurk. I just don't think this is the the matchup. You know, I want to play Nurkic in more competitive matchups where they have bigs that they need his body. This feels like a non competitive matchup against a team that doesn't have centers, so uh, it just doesn't feel like the right recipe, but that is it. That is all six games, 40 minutes. So pretty comfortable time frame. We got about five minutes to go through some wonderful things and we have our player tiers. So uh, we always round out and I'll be a gentleman. First time on the show. I'll let you have first crack at the player tier. So why don't you give me your expensive tier guy, your high pre- or your high priced tier guy that you'll be looking at. I appreciate that. Um, Definitely, I have to go back to Westbrook. I mean, as I said earlier, after tying Oscar Robertson, I think he he has many more triple-doubles in him. And especially with Bradley Beal sitting for tonight's game, I think he could pull out another one. I like it. Yes, I will be all over the Westbrook train. I, I've been pretty much just winning money on a nightly basis with Westbrook. For some reason, people don't like to play guys that only score 60-plus, but... Uh, I'll go with Sexton for myself. Colin Sexton, 8,300. I touched on him probably about 12 times throughout the show. Absolutely love him in this matchup. Love him in this game pace and the environment. Everything that comes with it, second half of back-to-back. Only played 32 minutes in tonight's game. Still shot the ball fairly well, too. So I'll go back to that well. But now we have the mid-tier price range. So we'll go, uh, you know, we'll go about $7,500 or less. I'll pass it over to you and who you're looking at. Man, you really you really cut me off there. I was gonna say Jordan Clarkson, but he's had seventy seven hundred. <laughs> oh um, yeah. If, if you need a minute, because I uh, I probably just threw you through that loop, and that's I usually change that price tag. If you listen, I'll change it just to mess with people, and it you know gives me a second to buy myself an extra time. But if you need a minute, <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't mind jumping in here real quick and kind of throwing no. my play out there. No, I have a good backup. I, I have a good backup. Um, I'm going to go with Martin Jr. at 6,200. Um, there is a lot of kind of questions with him uh, just because, like we said earlier, about Christian Wood, Kelly Olenek. But I definitely think uh, watch Olenek's status. And if Olenek sits, I think Martin could have another big game for us. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm. be watching that situation closely because I like both of them. Uh, I like Kelly Olenek if he plays. And if he doesn't, I love Kevin Martin Jr. as well. Just bought a bought some box of basketball cards this weekend. Uh, one of the cards, one in there was actually a Kevin Martin Jr. autographed rookie card. So Ooh. pretty cool. Pretty cool. I actually had his dad's. 
Dad's way more tough, though. But uh, for my mid-tier play, it's, again, it's going to probably be another one of those guys. I guess we can go with the injury caveat. So, you know, on second thought, we'll take that away. I'll go Joe Ingles. Uh, Just a guy that we know we can play rock solid inside and out value-wise. Cash, GPP, I think he's comfortable enough in in either one of those types of matchups. He's averaging about a point per minute against uh, the Warriors this season. Give him 30 to 35 minutes, you should be looking at about a 30 to 35 point DK point return. And at 6,300, we'll take that value. I think that's a rock solid value. So now that brings us home to the value, 5K or less. I'll pass it over to you. Hit me with it. Honestly, uh, the only one I have down here would be Dean Wade. Um, I definitely think if Love doesn't play, um, that I think he has some good value here. Uh, he should see the low 30s, high 20s in minutes. And I definitely think that he could help us out in tonight's tonight's matchup. I thought you were, I thought you were going to come at me with Jackson Hayes. That's where I thought you were coming with. Uh, you were You were pretty high on him before. So that's where I thought you were. Both great options, but... I will. Uh, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm torn on two guys, both playing a similar position. I-, I like Bobby Portis, but if you want somebody that's a little less risky, Bobby Portis, I'd probably only, I would only include in GPPs. I wouldn't use him in cash. Uh, we'll go Rui Hachimura at 4,900. Just somebody's gonna have to get some of this usage with no Bradley Beal now. Hachimura over the past three games has taken at least 11 shot attempts, 19 in that game against Indiana. Granted, it was a 154 to 141 game, but this game should have a massive game total as well. So. 4900 for a guy that I'd expect to have double-digit shot attempts. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. Sign me up. I'd, I'd be looking at about 30 DK points in this game. I'm going to say 28 to 30. And at 4900 I think that's a rock-solid value. So that is it. That takes us home. Thank you guys for listening. If you have a moment and you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at Mike Apatra. That is M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find my good buddy Sam at, you heard him say it before, DJ Sammy Caps. That's DJ, DJ, S-A-M-M-Y, C-A-P-S. Give us a follow. Make sure you give him a follow. Get at him. I always see him on Twitter. He's on there. Ask him the questions. Throw him at him. Let him answer them for you guys. Let him win you some money. He's there. Hit him with him. He just graduated, too. So, listen, he's got, he's got nothing but time. Uh, you know, you know, I mean, that's sarcastically. I think you just bought a house. Uh, a lot of stuff's going to be going on with that. So again, congratulations with that, my good friend. But, uh, is there anything else you want to say, I guess, before we take off, you want to close this out? Anything else you want to get off? No, I just want to say thanks again for having me on. And I, I look forward to many more successful podcasts, Mike. Absolutely. Many more to come, but, uh, thank you guys again. We will be back tomorrow. It'll be, will it'll be Santino. They'll be bickering. They'll be betting with each other. They'll be fighting. There'll be fun memes and gifts going on on Twitter the next day. So make sure you guys catch that. And then uh, give us a nice thumbs up, like, subscribe, all that good stuff wherever you listen to the podcast. So thank you guys again. Let's go out there. Let's crush some tournaments and win some money. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.